Welcome to Adolescence and Beyond, the space for figuring out parenting styles, relationships with your teenager and young adult, and most of all, understanding you. I'm your host, Gina Dermody, Adolescent Psychotherapist, and we're going to take a deep dive into understanding our best strengths, our scary challenges, and the opportunities we have to figure out Adolescence and Beyond. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today I am with a lovely young professional woman and mom, Katie Courtney. And Katie is a performance consultant. So I'm going to dive straight in with Katie and I'm going to say, Katie, how on earth do you become a performance consultant. <laughs> Thanks, Gina. Um, yeah, I guess it probably started when I probably initially started when I did my masters in um, twenty thirteen, so ten years ago now at this stage. Um, so I did my masters in organisational behaviour. So it probably started around then. I did my degree back in finished that in two thousand and six. Um, and what was the degree in, Katie? What was like your start point? Yeah, my degree was commerce, um, specialising or with with Spanish. So right. I liked languages, was good at languages. So yeah, did commerce in Spanish, and then hit the the real world. Then after after college, um, went um, started work and got into the area of learning and development or talent development. Um, and that's probably where this had all started around the, the performance side. So when I was in um, companies, I was in like that in the area of talent development and would have done um, facilitation of workshops like team development, um, leadership development, and then got into the sports side as well. Um, so you started, we'll say, off with the commerce, and I suppose what we'd all traditionally know commerce as is you know, your accountancy side, your business side, and you got into companies, it sounds like you got interested in how people are doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I probably, I, I probably always wanted to do teaching and that I loved the area of, I suppose, helping people learn and developing people. Um, and so, yeah, when I kind of got into the companies, <clears throat> you know, I learned a huge amount about coaching and the performance coaching and that really interested me um so yeah that um yeah i suppose definitely helping people helping people on a one-to-one level as well um or you know also interested me um so yeah it's and what did the masters give you then katie because you were obviously noticing something among people's abilities people's performance how teams work together yeah. So you said, right, I need to study more in this? Yeah, that's it. The The master's probably opened up my eyes. You know, it, it, we had the psychology piece around it as well, so the behaviour and psychology piece. So that really, like that, I learned I learned a lot about coaching through that. I learned a lot about different personalities, how everybody is different. Everybody brings different skills, different strengths. And then, you know... We also learned a lot about, tapped into, I suppose, the emotional intelligence piece as well and 
that really interested me in understanding how emotions have a huge part in performance even though sometimes I think we you maybe underestimate the importance of understanding emotions when it comes to performance um so yeah the master is definitely and getting the opportunity to apply the learning from my masters at work you know that was really powerful so I worked in Medtronic at the time so you know that was I got so many opportunities to apply the learnings um in in a real life situation and work with teams um and then work with sports teams then say on on the side or whatever um so yeah I think it definitely was from work and the masters that started it all of it and how do people, because you talk about emotional intelligence there, and I'd obviously be aware of that, but I'm thinking back to when I was in school. Like I, I would have had no idea what emotional intelligence is. I think often it's about academic performance. So how did people receive this, we'll say, on a team, different qualifications, different backgrounds, when you were introducing this idea that your performance is related to your emotional well-being? Yeah, yeah, that's, I suppose, it's, where I would, I suppose, come at it is, I suppose, making people aware that w- what what they feel, what they think in their head, that drives our behaviours in everyday life, and ultimately our behaviours drive our performance in terms of how we show up. Um, but yeah, and you know, I suppose, emotional intelligence is all about that self-awareness piece and what we do with that self-awareness so once we have awareness then we have responsibility um and i think you know coming back to the player side of it uh, yeah like whether we like it or not <laughs> you know people players feel stuff coming up to games or you know during training sessions they might feel nervous they might feel anxious they might feel excited and it's about understanding what that emotion is and how we can I suppose channel it in the right way so that it does you know our emotions lead to our decisions so if we are in perhaps a state of fight or flight that is going to impact our decisions on the pitch so for me that work is around helping people tune into their body understand what what they are feeling about the game what thoughts they're having about the game and then work with that to see okay how can we how can we i suppose regulate that and then bring about their their performance you know put all of their hard work that they do every or you know in training sessions bring all of that to a to a performance so it feels like from what you're saying from a real scientific perspective you're saying emotions have an impact on how you're going to play a game, how you're going to perform. And if you can help people become aware of that, they've then got, you use that good word, their responsibility and choice to do something to support a particular state of mind, to understand a particular feeling, and then put in a formula that helps them as an athlete. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. And... Like, I like that word, responsibility. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're helping or you're guiding someone where well, you can take responsibility for this now. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's it. And what comes in the middle then is really, it can be choice. 
yes. you know, and how, you know, how, I suppose, and that awareness in terms of, okay, well, what do I do with this emotion? You know, I would have a lot of players who might say, you know, they're coming up to a game, they, they love their training sessions, they, their nutrition is right, um, their sleep is good, they're tactically very, you know, they, they get the, the techniques of the game and all of that, but they will just say, come match day, I hit the pitch and I have this heaviness in my legs, I have this lead feeling in my legs. Um, some people will say, geez, I just got on the pitch and I couldn't see in front of me. You know, I was just kind of, I was, you know, I just got into this daze. Um, and that, you know, that is very much, I can see in them that their body has hit that fight, flight or freeze. You know, their, their, their amygdala has, has kicked off in their brain and it has kind of put them into this survival mode. So their, their emotions that they're feeling are in their body. You know, they, and I think that has been a big learning for me is that that ability to tune into your body, you know, what is what is going on in your body, what's going on in your legs and getting players to understand that it's OK that they feel that heaviness in their legs or they feel that in their chest or they they just kind of feel this excitement in their body, that it's it's OK to feel that. Um, I think, you know, first of all, that's the first step is the awareness and the acceptance of it. Um, but even I think what I have learned is making players at a young age, which you are doing, Jean, and I love your analogies that you have. You know, you have the lo lovely analogy of the brain and the, the hallway, how people are, you know, from the age of 10 up to 24 onwards are in that hallway part of their yeah. brain. And they're, they don't, they haven't, they haven't opened up these doors before. They don't know what's behind these doors. They haven't experienced it before. And, you know, players, that can, that's the same for players. You know, they, they hit the pitch. They, you know, some of these players mightn't have played in Croke Park before. They mightn't have played in big pitches. And suddenly mm. they're there and they have to manage all of these emotions that come with that. Um, and I think my role is definitely around creating that awareness, getting helping them to understand what they feel, helping them accept what they feel and to acknowledge that it is normal. Um, you know, their brain is just trying to protect them right now and their body is trying to protect them. You know, sometimes players will go, there's something wrong with me, you know, or they'll go, there's something physically wrong or, you know, I haven't trained hard enough because my legs feel like this, but it's not, it, it may not be that. It may, not, it may just be the emotion is taking over. So... Um, working on a one-to-one -one with a player around that um, is, you know, and getting, giving them those little techniques, um, those, those little tips and tools that they can use every day, um, you know, like the breathing, like the grounding, like the visualization, getting them to use um, some of those or s see what fits for them and then... Um, you know and tracking that over time kind of building a picture over time to see which one works for them and and, and that so you're really i mean it's fascinating katie because I, I i never played sport much much to my i suppose disappointment now i realize the importance of sport and i know from watching sport you know the, the importance of the what the individual has to do and then how the teams need to work together yes. and what you seem to be saying is you're bringing in an awareness to them that they have 
a physical body and an emotional body. And both need attention. And that if they pay attention, they'll notice patterns. They'll notice, okay, maybe let's not get critical here, but let's pause what's going on. Let's accept what's going on. And it seems like you're giving them a formula of real awareness. It must be fascinating for teams that you work with, for individuals, I guess, to come to this realization, oh, I, I have choice here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it. And I, I even remember not, I suppose, what's the word, acknowledging the peace around emotions or the peace around the body part of it. You know, mm. I would have never, you know, people say, oh, tune into your body. Um, you know, that would have, I wouldn't have understood that. Wouldn't have made sense. <laughs> it wouldn't have made sense. No, yeah. no, yeah. no, yeah. no. And it often doesn't because we, yeah. we're, we're not taught, are we? Yes. How yeah. do I tune into what feelings, emotions, like we want to get rid of them. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, I think that's such a good point. When players come to me or, you know, and they would be go, I just want to get rid of this. I do not yes. want to feel that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I, of course, and that, that makes sense. And I think that's where I'm learning an awful lot more, even through Charlotte's work, you know, Charlotte's breath work, her yoga. Yeah. I see the connection between that and performance. Whereas before I would have probably, you know, I wouldn't have valued them as much. I probably would have thought this is slowing me down. This is yes. <laughs> yes. Know. Come on, move on, Come move on. on. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. As we do. And I mean, we don't want to acknowledge something that's uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think we often, and especially young people, like emotions are considered dangerous. Yeah. Because now yeah. we're going to be vulnerable or weird yes. or what if and if only. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, you know, you, you work with, with teams and, and you did the masters and, and sport is really your area of expertise and passion. What, what's been your own background in sport? Like what brought you to that? Um, <laughs> definitely not a sporting person. Um, Brilliant. Here, <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I suppose I'm going to be a little bit subjective about this. I love to hear somebody that has developed knowledge in the area without necessarily having grown up with it. Yeah, I guess it yes. shows how our brain and our passion can work. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Um, yeah, definitely, you know, our house would have been a, spo- a sporting house, you know, mm. my brother and my dad would have, you know, played, my brother would specifically would have played and watched it, you know, every Sunday or weekend, it's always sport. Um, so from that perspective, it was, but for me, I wouldn't, I, you know, wouldn't have gotten the games, wouldn't have... You know, wouldn't skill wise was definitely not one of my strengths. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but what I did, what really interested me is, even just from watching my own brother and and my dad, they would talk about players, and you know these same players might be playing again in two weeks' time, and they would be saying, "Oh God, what? You know, they they're not performing today. Geez, they were great two weeks ago. They're not great today. What has happened?" And even you know, in my own head, I used to think, God, you know, they haven't lost any ability to play. They haven't lost any tactical knowledge. They haven't, you know, a lot of this could be in their head. And, you know, and and then probably just growing up myself, knowing, you know, we can live a lot in our head and 
live by the narratives, the stories that go on in our head. The regurgitation, the, yes, the repetition. Yeah, the repetition, yes. the same story that we can tell ourselves. So that, that, that. So you had an interest, we'll say, almost from the outset as an observer. And so when you work with people now, and I guess I, I observe this in young people, I will always say I don't know a lot about sport, but I see people get injured. And I see people, especially young people, is again that that acceptance piece that they they are where they are right now and then <clears throat> I suppose you know accepting that but having a plan having a process for them to work through um So when they're injured like that, you're you're working with, it sounds like changing the mindset, changing the focus, and a big piece you're bringing up is acceptance. We don't do that very well, do we? Yeah, probably, no, acceptance is, and I suppose acceptance is not, it's not agreeing with it, you know, sometimes yes. it's, it's like, but no, it is, it is hard. Yeah, it doesn't. If we're accepting, it doesn't mean that we that we're happy with it. But we're, we're. I suppose the acceptance takes the heaviness out of the feeling that you're feeling when injured, and it helps you. I suppose access that logical part of your brain so that you can focus on a new plan, um, focus on new goals or different goals, um, and and I think a big thing I find when people are injured as well is keep keep with the team you know keep you know as much as possible show up to trainings don't you know sometimes people feel that they they lose that connection with the team when they're injured yes. as well keep um keep tipping in find another role for yourself at the training sessions maybe it's the water or something you know keep that that team connection um as well or if you you know if, if if your other players are injured make sure to keep that connection with that injured person but you are right the the acceptance part is a big thing um you know where 
but it does once you kind of just say okay i i'm i'm i here i am it's not going to be forever it will pass but you know coming back to your points gina sometimes that can feel like a lifetime this is their first time being injured this is so new to them whereas to us the adult it's like oh sure geez you'll be fine in six weeks time just get on with it but it's so but you're talking about something i think very important there you're not giving a magic formula you're saying this takes time stay with it find new roles it's it almost like you're saying when you work with athletes and i know you work with a lot of young people it's it's that creativity it's keeping that connection it's that trial and error yeah because our brain wants to go i quit i'm not doing it it's not fair yes. you know and i often see that in players when they're injured they disconnect from the team yeah and my whole understanding of team sport is connection and support and I think we know when any young person gets isolated, they go into their head. Yeah. They go into the panic. And so what you're saying, when you work as a performance consultant, there, there's a lot of um, coaxing. Yeah. There's a lot of, let's think outside the box. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. And a lot of it is, you know, sitting with the player and just listening to them with, you know, like that non-judgmental ear or non-blame ear, you know, because so, sometimes the players, they, f- they feel bad for where they're at. They feel, yes. Sometimes they can feel I've let my team down or, you know, there's so many range of different thoughts and emotions that come up. Um, so sometimes it's just sitting with the player, hearing, listening to them in terms of what happened at the time of injury because even that incident of when they got their injury that can be traumatic you know so understand and tell me about the day that you got injured even going back to that day and almost reliving it with them and trying to get that dense heavy emotion out of that day almost because sometimes players will come back and they'll go they're almost afraid to hit the pitch again afraid in case they have a re-injury um so you're right sitting with them trying to build that understand what they're feeling about it listening to them coming up with a plan together and then yeah there could be that bit of coaxing to say come on we're all hitting the pitch here on tuesday just come and sit in the sit on the stand or you know sit stand at the side of the pitch you know try not um try not lose lose touch with the team um and keep check-ins check-ins are so important for those people that are injured yeah um yeah that they don't yeah they don't lose that we don't lose that that connection with them um and i guess you're you know i'm looking at your your title here performance consultant i think the name you put such a value on their performance you get the meaning of it for a young athlete you you get the meaning of the dedication the hours the training that goes in and yet the consultant part in you in that listening you are consulting with them you're doing that really integral piece of tell me and you know our need to tell the story our need to go over something that the, the cathartic aspect of that and it sounds like when you work with athletes like your desire i think it's palpable in listening to you your desire is to get them to where they want to go and often that's about changing the direction, changing the mindset, becoming aware of the emotions. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
Um, and I think, you know, part of the, yeah, as you said, it's understanding where they're at, getting them to, getting them to realize their potential as well, getting them to see their, their strengths, yes. getting them to see, um, you know, where they are good at, where their, where their gaps are and what you know how do we help close those gaps and some of that i won't know i i you know i won't be able to guide them in terms of the tactical piece or anything but you know i can i can ask them okay well what do you need to do in order to learn more about the game management piece and they they know this stuff you know they do yeah they do yeah. and i mean at any one time i mean i don't think Anyone is an expert in any profession. I think what you're highlighting there is you're saying, yeah, I don't know that bit. They know it. Perhaps there's someone else. Like we, I'm thinking of your role. If you you were in schools and you you have all these, you know, young students that all have different abilities. And I think there's the idea some are good at sport and the idea some aren't. And I don't think it's that black and white. And if somebody like you came in and you worked you know, with the educators, you worked with the performance coaches. I think what, what adolescents would get is a, a whole different belief system of what they're capable of. Yeah, yeah, that's, I know. Um, and I, I think a lot of people, you know, at, at, that, at that age, no, nobody knows what they want. Well, not a lot of us know what we no. want to do. I, no. Know, sometimes I still don't know what I want to do. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and and that's and, and, and that's okay. But, yeah, I think if we could... I would love if, if adolescents could learn um, or could tune into their own thoughts and emotions and if if they were if somebody could hold space for those people to listen and say listen you know what what are your strengths and getting those adolescents to tell you know share their own strengths themselves understand their own strengths acknowledge their own strengths and be comfortable with that but also be comfortable with i'm not good at this and that's okay you know i'm not strong in this area and and that's fine too it doesn't you know even with players often you'd have to help player realize this doesn't define you you know this match or this game this performance this this doesn't define you a good performance doesn't define you and a bad performance doesn't define you but it's about um you know kind of learning about who you are as a, as a whole person and that's always going to be evolving the bigger um, picture the bigger picture, the bigger picture. Yeah. and i think what you say there is that is important points that that tuning in yeah. that listening yeah. that taking time to learn who you are yes 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 i think a performance consultant is needed in every school oh I'm... i i think i mean to me what you're saying today i mean it's calm it's valuable and yet it's like there's an excitement to it yeah. because it sounds like you're excited in the person yeah yeah you're recognizing yeah. their their skills their abilities but it's the person because you probably have awareness injury happens a game doesn't go well something happens yeah. and it's like you're you're aware of that and you're prepared to look at that yeah as a broader picture yes yeah that's even help lift them out of the heaviness of the heaviness yeah feeling 
if something doesn't go the way they wanted it to go. Which um, it doesn't in sport. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's exactly. a big commitment. Yeah. It's... It's a lot of training. It's it's yeah. it's a it's just a lot. Yeah. An injury can happen, or you know, yes. for one reason or another, something yeah. just may not go well on the day. Yeah, exactly. And you have an interest. Ooh, I I, Kitty, I think you you need to extend yourself into working more with young people. It well for me, the non sporting person, this is makes sense and it's fascinating. Yeah, I yeah I would definitely love to. I think that's what I say my my feel I'm being I'm learning more about the whole body piece and you know the messages around what mm-hmm. the body has given us and managing that when it comes to anxiety I do feel even over the years I feel a lot more players are coming with anxiety you know and, and that I I just feel I I would love to learn more in that area you know um, I think we all would, Katie. Yeah. I think it's 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 the word of our time. It's yeah, the presentation. Yes. Yeah. And rather than it be problematic, it's to learn what it means, how it shows up, when it shows up, how to be more aware. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you because it's not going away. Yeah, yes. And yeah. we have so many terms for it now, yeah. often that I think can be confusing. Yeah. Whereas if we, I think, go back to your word, if we accept it, then we can work with it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, Katie, it has been a pleasure. I have certainly learned a lot today. And I think we're going to see more of you because I know from my work with young people, sport is important at whichever level. Yeah. Anxiety, as you say, is certainly a big challenge. And it's trying to work with the two. Yes. So, yes. Katie, thank you so much for today. Thank you. No, thanks very much, Gina. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you would like to ask me a question or perhaps leave me a comment, you'll find me over on Instagram under Adolescence or you can send me a quick email. We're always trying to make life a little bit easier and a little bit more fun. So please take care until we meet again next week.